Oh my days, you never give me time to put my hat on. <laughs> Sorry for that. <laughs> hey, it's bad. lacking on the hat. After two seconds, I just hear recording in progress. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I forget it. Says, it says it for you. I forget. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Um, I was just about to say something as well. I was about to talk about like um the difference what it was like with football in terms of like how I'm doing track now. Mm-hmm, good. So, um, also, oh my goodness! Before I, we get into that, welcome guys. This is the Visions Podcast. <laughs> we almost forgot to do an intro. Um, we appreciate you guys tuning in as always. God bless. Welcome. Um, I'm one half of the Visions Podcast. I'm Des, aka Destiny, um, with my wonderful co-host um, JT, aka Josh, aka Joshua, aka you know the vibes. <laughs> um, and we're here. We're here. Um, trying out something new, trying out something different, recording on a different day, but you guys wouldn't even know that, but we like to keep it nice and honest with you guys. So we're here, we're here. Um, and on that note, we're going to carry what we're saying. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, by God's grace, you know, I was able to kind of make the transition from football to kind of track. And with football, it was, I loved it. I did it since I was little. I was even playing it when I grew up in the States. My dad kind of always done it since I was young. I think my first ever toy was like a football I loved it. I loved the game so much. But even before that, I liked to run. I remember in the backyard of our house in America, there was a dog. We were next door to someone and they had a little tiny dog, a really small dog, one of those loud, very loud dogs that just barked constantly. Every time I would come outside, it would bark at me. And we had quite a relatively large back garden. Um, not crazy, crazy, but it was long enough that I could run. But I was I was small at the time, so I don't actually, couldn't tell how big it was now comparing to them, because, you know, you're small. And me and the dog would race. I would run, because there was a fence that locked off both of our houses, like a metal fence. Yeah. Um, so I'd run from one part of the metal fence to the end, and me and the dog would just run up and down there, racing, racing, racing almost every day. And I loved it. It was so exhilarating. It was just that that um, memory of me running. I still have that to this day, just me running, running, running. When I played football over there or, or soccer, as they call it, uh, don't come for me. I know it's called football. Um, that's just what they called it. Um, that's what That was what I enjoyed the most, getting the ball and just running with it. Of course, scoring goals and stuff, but I just loved running. Mm. And we skip over, <clears throat> make our way here into the UK. Um, it's obviously a different culture. Everything is so different. You know, I'm the American kid and whatnot, growing up in primary school and everyone thinks it's so cool and whatnot. Um, football is played very differently over there. They're a lot more aggressive in America compared to over here. So for the first like four, five, three, four, maybe more years, I was I was considered a hack because people said I hacked quite a lot in the way that I played. I was very aggressive because in America, that's how they play. They pull your shirt, they tackle you, they do all kinds of stuff. And it's not a foul, but we just get on with, get on with it. They literally play a very much more aggressive game over there. So when I came over here and I was playing the same way, everyone thought, everyone thought I was crazy. People are diving all over the floor, going crazy, saying, oh, you're a hack, you're this, you're this, or that. And I couldn't understand what the fuss is about. I'm thinking, yo, what's up with these kids? <laughs> um, yeah, so it took me a while to kind of learn, getting getting used to that, um, carry on playing, started playing for local teams. Me and JT were playing. As I think we've spoken about this before. Me and JT were on the same team. Dynamic duo, um, man. Yeah, it was a crazy duo. You, you know what it was. You know what it is. Going to different levels and whatnot. Um, I'm gonna skip a, a large chunk of this. Like, we don't need my whole backstory of like football and the levels. Um, I finally got to like a decent level. I started having like different academy trials and stuff like this. And it was always really interesting because once I got to that stage where I was getting academy trials, you realize that not everyone around you is necessarily happy for you. A lot of people that I I didn't realize why they were happy for me to play Sunday league level at their level. But as soon as I wanted to take that next step up, it's like the support really went down, kind of from my yeah. peers as a whole. Mm. Um, and I only kind of realized it when I kind of came out of the sport at the time. I thought maybe just, I don't know, maybe I, I couldn't understand like what it was. Um, but then as I kind of 
started doing it, I kind of realized I was pretty much on my own. Like people didn't really care about what I was doing. I wasn't really getting that many people asking me, oh, how's it going? Because obviously you're going to these trials on your own. Even um, some of the coaches I had at the time, they didn't really seem all that happy at the fact that I was having trials for these for these teams. They were more sort of annoyed that I was going to be missing games to go and be playing for them, you know, because obviously you, you're contracted to your team that you're playing for, your Sunday league, your local league team. And when you're missing games for them, you obviously it doesn't make them happy. But I, you'd think they'd be happier at the fact of you going on to a higher level. But it didn't really seem that way at the time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and this is why you got to be careful. Jealousy is a big thing. And the Bible says a lot about jealousy. It's it's a sin, of course, because it leads many people to do very bad things. Jealousy causes has caused a lot of people to be killed, to be hurt, to be harmed, wrong people being harmed or killed, all kinds of bad stuff. Jealousy is definitely a really bad thing that I've had to learn from as well. When I was young, we get jealous about the stupidest things. Or the girl that you like likes one of your friends and all that. You, you get jealous and you try and oh, sabotage them. Bro, that's the stupid stuff that we do. <laughs> yeah, I said. <laughs> um, we keep going, we're doing trials and whatnot. And with football compared to like how I do it with track now, the nerves were so much greater because even though it's a team sport, this is what this is what it's where it's crazy. In track, it's individual and you know it's individual, so you know it's on you. But in football, especially when you go to that next level and you go to um where you're having a trial, um, all of a sudden a team sport then becomes individual because it is completely down to your singular performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether or not you make the team, the team is already formed. You're coming in as an outsider. So you are an individual. You well, individually you need to play well. The yep. team could play well and you could you could not play well and you're out, you know, even though the team has done well, but you're not part of the team yet. You are an individual trying to prove yourself to the team. And this was so difficult for me to kind of try and figure it out um, how I was trying to do it, you know, because you're so nervous, bro. I wasn't really able to fully play to my potential apart from one game I, I played. Um, I played well and I can't for the life of me remember what team it was that we were playing against. Um, I'm going to see if I can try and remember, I remember they were wearing like a blue kit. Um, Peterborough, we played Peterborough Academy. Okay. Yeah, okay. this is where I'll, I'll tell you what academy. I was at Barnet Academy at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was training with their academy squad. Yeah. Prior to this, I had played for I was I was at Reading Academy having trials, and then they put me into the development center, which is just below. I was never quite able to kind of just push on to that next next level. I played at Arsenal, um, not played for Arsenal. We played against Arsenal. Reading it was really cool going to that place. We yeah. played at the Majeski Stadium. We had a game where we played at the Majeski Stadium. I'm pretty sure I went to Tottenham's training ground um, for a game as well before. Um, because in our time, we had quite a lot of really good players that went on to to, to have some success and yeah, yeah. Um, play for academies and whatnot. And even some of them still playing now. Big up to those people. Um, yeah. They know who they are. Um, so where was I? Yeah, I'm at Barnet at this point. Um, and the team, the players didn't embrace me very much because, again, you're an outsider. And my position is one of those positions where a lot of them, um, it was a winger, the wingers. And the wingers were all kind of london guys. And they, they weren't really very um, becoming to me. They, they, they just saw me as like someone that's coming in and trying to like... Yeah take their position so they, only a couple of one or two max were, were even opened up to me out of the whole squad so it made it very very difficult they're not really wanting to pass you the ball and you make a mistake as soon as you make a mistake like they're gonna get on that's when they so rule you very out. Yeah. i'm trying to tell you it was so difficult navigating um that situation I, like I, when i go back let me go back to the game now peterborough i had a good game i felt confident i remember the first time i got the ball i had a good touch i took a player on i got past him all of a sudden boom your confidence is through the roof and then i kept doing that through the game i think i got an assist as well maybe we won the game we played well the manager was happy with me it was happy days and then i remember future games after that i just couldn't repeat it because my confidence was so low you know we played a couple games at barnet we played so many different teams 
Um, we played the, I think we played like the Dev, the David Beckham Academy one time as well. They had a game. Oh. To, I think so. I can't remember because this was such a long time ago. Um, their training facility is amazing. It's called the Hive. Um, in in Barnet, I believe, Edgware, I think. Um, really, really nice facility. They have all the four G pitches, and then they have the the grass pitches way at the back. Then they have the the indoor section as well. Then they have the 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 stadium. Um, when I say indoor section, it's just kind of like their main receptiony bit. And stuff like that. The kit was nice. Um, the JC Stadium had a whole indoor section and outdoor 4G pitches. So yeah. they had the indoor, whole indoor bit where we played some games sometimes. We did most of the training sessions. And then we had the um, outdoor bit as well, um, where um, they sometimes did training as well. They had a day release section, which is basically like a big um, trailer full of where people would um, come to where they can do some of their school lessons and stuff. I didn't, I wasn't signed, so I couldn't do day release, but some of the players would do that. Then they would go and train. Um, I remember at Barnet at the time, I was maybe under 14, maybe or under 15. I can't remember what age I was at the time. Maybe even younger than that. I remember the under 16 team for Barnet was insane. We played a scrimmage against them once, yeah, where um, we were, um, yeah, we played a scrimmage. They mixed up the team, so we had some... I think it was either we mixed up the teams or we played against them. I don't think we played against them. I think it was mixed teams and they were insane. They were just unbelievable. And I think at the time they were also one of the best teams, just period academy teams, that under 16 team. They were their players. They were so much bigger than us, despite them only being like a year older than us. They were so much bigger, so technical. Um, it, it was just amazing to, to kind of watch them play and be on their teams. They were just a whole different level. And um, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm just trying to explain to you guys like how it kind of was like for me growing up and at that young age. And um, I wasn't strong in my faith at the time, but I knew I loved football. I knew I wanted to keep playing football. And it's crazy how like your surroundings and what's going on around you, everything just can come so full circle. You know, me and my mum, when it was ready, we'd have to drive after school, leave school early sometimes and drive an hour to ready and an hour back. Sometimes traffic, things like that. Games, fixtures, all this stuff. You just kind of get thrown in the deep end straight away. Um, you know, you know how you feel in the, in terms of not feeling welcomed by other players and things like that. Um, but you're not going to go to a coach and tell them that because it's a very difficult conversation to have with them because realistically, what could they do? All they would do is probably gather all the players together and then let them know and be like, oh, why are you guys doing this? Blah, 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 blah. You're going to be seen as the snitch. You don't want to do that, you know? Um, and that was what I didn't like about the academy system. Like, there are players that are definitely good enough to be in an academy or playing professionally even now. But that one opportunity that they had or a couple of opportunities that they had, they weren't able to perform because they never felt comfortable. You know, if I know people say, oh, you got to suck it up. you got to come there and just do your thing and blah, blah, blah. When you're a young kid like that, coming from an environment where you're enjoying your football, you're playing football with your friends, where you're getting the ball constantly and everyone's making you feel comfortable, even if you make a mistake. When you then go to an opposite environment where it's a higher level around again and a group of players that have been playing together for a very long time because that is the case a lot of them have been with each other since oh, under five under six all right, the way up to where they are now and then all of a sudden a newcomer comes all of a lot out of nowhere they're not so inclined to, to making you feel comfortable they don't know you you know and you're going to take the spot from their brethren from their product exactly, exactly. you know what i mean so at the time i just didn't understand all of that i was like i hated it bro i really did not i was thinking i just wanted to go back and play for my local team i hated yeah. academy football I was, this is what higher level football is with it's like this sucks it made me feel as if I thought I wasn't good enough when I, um, I know in my heart that I was, I just, I wasn't comfortable. Yeah. And slowly after that, the love for the sport just kind of dwindled for me, kind of went away. Um, and it wasn't, um, I couldn't really understand like what was kind of next for me at the time. I knew God wanted me to be involved in sport. I just didn't know how it was going to work or what it was going to be. 
Um, then the opportunity came with track. I get to secondary school and start doing races and stuff like that. I'm still playing for like my my local team. We're a good team, Hammond Athletic at the time. Um, then Kings Langley. Um, but when it was Hammond Athletic, we just kind of like that team folded. So we all just went over to Kings Langley and whatever. And that was good. Still playing with like your friends at the time, doing well, having some success, went to different leagues. The Watford Friendly League, I remember we were just getting cooked every week, playing against these big London teams and stuff like that. It was <laughs> getting bullied off the park. Uh, we were still good, <laughs> but we, we left that league, went to another league and we did a bit better there. Um, no, no, no. I think it wasn't the Watford Friendly League we were getting cooked. I think it was another league. I can't remember. If it was, if it was the Watford Friendly. I remember when you lot got sent away. That, that, that I don't know why you lot got chucked out of the West Hearts League, though. It was yeah, of... yeah, yeah. We no, we wanted more competition. We left because we were we were dominating that. Oh, league. I hear it. it. Yeah, yeah. You guys were taking yeah, the mix. Yeah, we we, we wanted a different challenge, so I we went it. to this other league. It it wasn't the what for friendly. The what was for friendly was... was it somewhere in Bucks? No, 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 no. bro. I couldn't remember. I can't. I can't remember what it was called. But we were playing like teams from like London and further out and stuff like that. And we were getting okay. cooked. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Um. So then you know the opportunity with track came along and 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 that's and that's been great. But um, it because it it. it the difference now, like I already made it at that point earlier, but you know, you're in, now you're an individual, and it's all it's all down to you. And whatever you don't do, everyone's going to be able to see so clearly. Um, but there isn't. You're not going to be in an environment where you're going to really be made to feel uncomfortable like that. Like where it's a team game, but then you're an individual that has to perform, and the other individuals can really dictate how you feel. Whenever you whatever environment you come in, you you gotta you just come and run. Like even if if it's a training camp here where you're with some of the better athletes in the country and you have a session, all you have to do is run. You just come and you do what, what you're accustomed to doing. And then no one can really um, dictate as much how it's going to go for you in that session other than yourself. You can make a mistake or something like they could run, they could go off really hard on a run and it can maybe make you look bad. But if you know yourself and you know how much you need to exert for you to be able to do that run properly, you're going to be okay. And because you also have an individual coach for the most part, um that sort of mentors you coaches you teaches you individually that's you're getting so much more of their time whereas a team coach especially when you're an academy player is not just there for your personal development they're there for the team more so and you've just mm -hmm. kind of come in they can have a look at you they're actually not really going to be coaching you that much mm -hmm. if that makes sense they're expecting you to come in and already have all the tools they just want to see if you can fit you know and they're going to feed back to the next person that makes the decision on whether or not to sign you mm -hmm. with a day um, when I found out that Barnett weren't going to sign me, I was in a car park. It was me and my dad. The coach came over, who was actually a new coach at the time that had just taken on the group as well. So we were both new. Um, so that was really interesting. Um, I remember him telling me it was a, it was at night. We had to wait a little while. We had to wait so long to find out the verdict because they were deliberating. They were just between, they couldn't I remember the day they couldn't figure out whether or not to do it or not. Because in the chat that he gave, he was saying like there were some flashes of like really good things that you were doing but it wasn't quite enough and, and blah 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 and I remember like he went when he said this I'll never forget it when he said we've made the decision um not to sign okay um and he wasn't really he doesn't he wasn't looking me in the eye when he said it you know it's as if it, it was the, it was like his first time ever really doing this you can tell having that conversation with the kid and, and you're a young kid at the time and it was I remember like my, my heart just kind of like dropped I was like wow like whoa, this is this is such a crazy feeling I've been going for such a long time trials usually last for about six weeks I'd been there for definitely much longer than six weeks I can't remember how long but I'd been there for a while and the only reason that would really happen is if again if they're not sure if they give you more time it's usually a good thing that you're doing you're doing something good but the amount of time that I had been there it was literally they weren't sure they just really weren't able to kind of make a decision it was getting to the point I was getting so used to kind of train with them a little bit 
um but they still just kind of weren't sure so when you ended up finding out that that wasn't it like it was very a very hard thing to hear like that kind of feeling of rejection and um then having to go back to school and everything and I can't remember whether or not I told people how that kind of went I guess but like I said before it was very weird I didn't really have that much support of my peers the fact that I got the trial I remember I got the trial because I was playing for district when we, we got to the finals and I scored a goal or two I can't remember um which was cool which was cool it was a great experience and then I got scouted from that game and um I don't know what it was if other players felt that they should have been scouted as well or whatnot or I have no idea um but I never really had that kind of support with with football from my peers in that higher level as opposed to when I've now been taking up track all of a sudden everyone's like oh you know that's great yeah 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 and I'm not in any way saying that I don't like the support um like now it's cool it's fine it's a blessing it's great I appreciate all the kind words and stuff I'm just comparing the two situations it was just very interesting and very different to see kind of like how um the two how it differed you know and that just kind of shows like the kind of the, the, the world that we live in you know I think back then when I was young it would have been nice to have that sort of kind of support from the peers or from kind of more people as a whole um I'm not obviously here to what in the past or blaming them for me not doing what I needed to do I didn't do it that's fine I don't dwell on that there's no part of me that regrets it like I'm very very happy where I am mm-hmm. um this was kind of just able to share that part of my life and how um support loving each other caring for each other praying for each other is is so important and despite if someone has an opportunity that you would also like to have or that you haven't had yet you should still support them because you never know when your time will come um there were the odd people I'm not saying no one supported there were a couple I think that did but it wouldn't it wasn't as much as what I thought it would be you know at the time um and I've kind of now been able to to learn a lot from that and have that experience um, and it's taught me a lot to like where I am now as well. And now I'm at the point where, where I don't care whether or not anyone supports me. Like, because I've drawn so close to God, I'm not right. relying on anybody. But back then when you're young and you don't have your faith and you're relying on your peers to kind of get you, get you going, right. make you feeling good, get you up, you know, and you don't get it. It's like, oh man, it can, it can be disheartening. But if I knew what I knew now, that my identity is not in what I do, but my identity is in Christ. Right. If I had gone to those trials now, I wouldn't care. I don't care if the teammates like me or not. I'm going there to do what I have to do. I'm going to be the best that I can be. But because before my identity was in what I was doing, because it wasn't going well, I had to, I wasn't feeling great. You know, I wanted these players to accept me. I wanted these players to invite me to the crew. I wanted them to make me feel. Wanted to to be one of them. You know, an academy boy. But all like, what I should have been focusing on at the time is I'm going to be a Christian. I'm going to represent you here, whether or not it goes well or whether it doesn't. So I've been able to kind of learn that lesson. That's why I wanted to share this with, with everybody today. Because I don't talk, I anyone that knows me, or if, I'll tell you guys straight, I don't share that much about my life on social media as a whole. It's not something I do. I'm a relatively private person. But for the sake of this podcast, God has blessed us with this opportunity to speak. And I want to speak about my experiences so people can learn. Mm. Never put your identity in a thing, in a place, or in a person outside of Jesus Christ. Our identity is in Christ. Everything that we do is for his glory. When someone asks, should ask you, who are you? And I would say, I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus. You know, everything that I do is for his glory. Anything that I've been blessed with in terms of a gift or a talent is for his glory, is to be to be used for the benefit of others and not only myself, but for the benefit of the kingdom, you know? So that was what I was able to kind of learn um, from that experience. And then kind of as it, as it continues, as it goes on, um, 
I learned a lot from it. I didn't give up. As you can see, you know, um, I carried on with sport. I, I was able to make that switch. You know, my school were really supportive in that. Um, PE teachers, form tutor, they were all amazing in supporting me in making that transition to track. And like I said, I got so much more support in track. Like people would come down to watch me race from my school after school. You didn't really have to do that. Anyone could just go home and do their thing. They came down to watch me race. They would support when we'd have district, everyone would, would pull out and not like come come around and, and, and watch. Um, and people that I don't even necessarily didn't, that people would know me and I, I didn't necessarily know them. Not in an arrogant way, like people that, I'd never really met you before, but someone has told them, oh, Destiny runs, Destiny does this. And um, people were like, oh, you're Destiny. I'm like, I'm like um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never thought it was a big deal. I thought I'm just running, doing a race, you know. But it's interesting, like, how everything kind of, like, changed in that way. And it's so humbling. It's such a blessing um, to be able to be known for that kind of thing. Um, but at the same time, like I say, I always revert back to the thing. Um, I want to be known as follower of Christ I want people to be like oh that's this and he's like oh he's he yeah like he's a Christian or he um or he displays a lot of characteristics that are similar to that of Jesus you know or you know it's not I don't I, I, I never want to just be labeled oh he runs or he's the athlete or he's that fast guy you know as much as those titles in some way can be beneficial for opportunities or whatever um that's not the way I just want to be remembered at all in any way shape or form like I said my identity is in Christ it's not like what I do everything I do is for his glory anyway but I yeah. just want everything to be about him really yeah. amen I was gonna ask you not to not backtrack on like what ifs and stuff but no go on go on go on um with um that contrast between football and athletics do you mm. believe that um that kind of one-to-one treatment and more attention to detail with athletes or with with you know with yeah with athletes um in track um helped you in terms of would you say that if you had that in football um you would you would have you would have continued in football would you would you say that if you the accountability and the one-to-one and the individuality of, of track like helped you get to the heights that you are now as opposed to if you had that in if you didn't have that in football you would have you would have still continued doing it in football regardless even if you didn't have that kind of support in football you would have still kind of continued trying um and eventually you, you you'd kind of grow that self-confidence or do you attribute that fully to to track it took a lot of growth for me to get to the point where I was able to really benefit from having an individual coach. Because even when I started doing track in the first initial years where things were going quite well, um, I my coach, even though he was, it was it's individual, he wasn't specifically just focusing on me yet. I had to do a lot of yeah. growth and a lot of, and even when I got to like uh, wherever I got to at the time, um, he still wasn't really like individually, individualizing me in terms of how he was coaching me. He was still giving me the same treatment as everyone else. He'd, he'd give me little cues and whatnot, but I never got any more attention than anyone else really necessarily in the group, right. which I liked. Um, it wasn't then kind of till you kind of get to that next level where you're going to get a lot more individualistic treatment. So it would have taken a lot of time to get to that point in that growth anyway. I think if I'd have got that in football, maybe it would have made me feel a little bit more confident, I guess. But again, probably not, because like I said to you before, I was kind of looking for more of the approval of the players. And wanting to feel made comfortable by the players. I don't think there's anyone else. Because my dad was there. Like, my mom was there. Like, I had these people, the most important people in my life at the time. Like, my family that were there. You know, but 
that's that wasn't enough i wanted the approval of of man which is which is what the bible tells us to not look for mm. you know when we're searching for the approval of man we should be seeking to please the lord mm. so that was always going to be the case even if um that person that individual if, if i had an individualistic coach or whatever uh, maybe they would have been able to drop some wisdom into my into my ears but my, my dad taught me pretty much everything i know in terms of like football he coached me from when i was a kid you know i learned everything i was coached by him i wasn't i didn't grow up like over here where i was coached by people here or whatever he taught me everything i knew about football so everything that i needed to know i knew from him so i don't think it was there was anything else i needed skills wise i guess at that time everything was there because i'd already shown the potential in the match that i played um that when i had that experience and whatnot um yeah 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 and then yeah i think i think i answered your question no that's, for what, sure. that's what you had for sure yeah i think there's no opportunity that is for you that will pass you by you know and and it's so yeah the story is so your story is mad this is just amazing it's crazy isn't it? <laughs> Do you know what's actually more crazy as well? Um, it took me a long time to get my asthma under control. Mm. Um, when I was playing first off, when I started to come here and whatnot, um, there were some games where I didn't have my inhaler. I forgot to take my inhaler and I'd be in the game and I'd gas out after about five, ten minutes and I'm fully struggling to breathe. And mm. the coaches are asking me, like, what's wrong with you? What's going on? And all of a sudden it got all flat. And I would mm. be very embarrassed to tell them it was because of my asthma because I didn't really... I was so annoyed at the fact that I did have it and I didn't have it under control at the time. So it would really mm. hamper me at times and it would affect me. I could run fast for like five, 10 minutes and then all of a sudden my chest would start to tighten up. I just didn't have it under control. So that happened a couple of times in some of the games um, when I was when I was really, when I was younger. So um, that was kind of really interesting. Obviously now it's, it's under control, but there was just so much learning that I was having to do <clears throat> at that young age. And um, being a trialist as a football player is very, very, very difficult. I, I, I never went to an open trial. Every time I was, I was at a trial, I was always invited. I think that is even more difficult um, when you're going to an open trial where they literally just hold trials and everybody, you get a bunch of trialists coming from different places. And then it's basically a trial before the trial. So you're a trialist amongst trialists and mm. it's a trial. And then if you do well enough in the trial, you can then trial out for the oh, team. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going from one trial to another trial. Yeah. Yeah, people have to go through that. You know, and 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 that's tough. Um, when you're invited, obviously it's nice. They 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 want you to come and, and and be there and be a part of it. And they get players coming from all kinds of places. When I was at Barcelona, they got a player that came from another country. I don't know if it was Spain or something like that. He didn't really speak much English. I remember when he came through, it's quite a technical player. Um, so they they they're bringing in players all the time, all the time. You know, you think that you're the only trialist they're looking at. Absolutely not. They might have two or three players that are in your position. You know, it's not it's not just you. Yeah, it's it's really crazy the system in terms of like how it works and um it's cutthroat it's it's tough it's difficult mm. you know it, it really really is it teaches you a lot um it's not it's not an easy thing to do and navigate and then you've got to go to school the next day and then you've got training again you know they train a lot way more than you would on a sun with your Sunday league team you've mm. got to make that journey over there to go and play your parents got to sit there and watch you and stay there and spend two three hours on an evening um and whatever there's no one else is going to take you you know this completely um up to you you know i think my my, my mom um uh, driving me all those times to reading and, and back um my dad was able to come to some of the games and uh, when i played at barnet um as well um yeah really 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 <laughs> crazy stuff but then again you know as much as um being able to then interact my mom dad sister able to kind of see me win 
uh, two medals back in 2018 when they first came. That was the first time my mom had ever seen me run. Mm. And I'd been doing it for a little while at that point. Um, and that was the first time she saw me won, win and how happy like she was. And then it kind of really solidified. I was like, wow, God, thank you for bringing me here. Thank you for bringing me to a place where um, where I feel comfortable, where I feel mm. like I'm doing what you put me on here to do. Because he'd always given me the hints and the signs from when I was a child. I didn't know. I always tell this to people. I didn't know that you could actually run and do it as a career mm. until I was way older. I did not know this. Genuinely, I didn't know it was a thing. I thought Olympic with the Olympics, these athletes just trained and would come and do the Olympics and then go back to like their normal lives. I didn't understand like how it worked. You know, it wasn't. I didn't know. So, um, to be able to have that moment as with 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 my family, where they were able to see me run, where I was able to achieve something, where you see your name on a big billboard and you know people are congratulating you and whatnot it's 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 a great blessing to, to have that experience and i always thank god for giving me the opportunity to, to to do this and to um have an impact on people's lives potentially and glorify him and serve him in, in, in as many ways as possible like when i'm on there when i'm on the track and 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 um yeah it's been it's been amazing and then going on to the next thing is having kits sent to your house and, and opportunities mm -hmm. flying off places and dropping good news like that and different things to your family you know i wouldn't have my journey going any other way like this is yeah this, this yeah. is the way that god wanted it to go it's really and, good. Uh, yeah, man. i'm so happy um that it did go the way it went but hopefully someone here now that maybe listens to this can learn from like my experience yeah that when you know you get turned one way and you want one thing god has something else planned for you and especially in an environment where you don't have to prove yourself and you finally come to the realization that you don't need to prove yourself to anyone. No. Because what's in you, God will bring it out and bring it out to the best of his ability. And he will shine. He'll put you in front of men for his glory. And you will shine. Yes. But you won't have in your heart that, oh, yeah, I have to shine because this person's watching me. I don't know who's watching me. No, 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 you don't worry about that. You know, the God's watching you. Whatever you've done, and that's your 100%, he's going to display that for all those people watching. But it's not... It's not to, you know, make them rate you more. No, it's it's to bless them and, and, and inspire them. Because this is a story that inspires, man. For real. It's what the grace of God it does. It's about hope and perseverance. Just keep keep going. Trust God. Cultivate a relationship with God. Because there's going to be times where it's so difficult. And yeah. and need, you have to go to God. That it's, going to, it's going to be above anybody else. That There's nothing else that these people can do to really support you other than that they try and give you this encouraging word or they try and do this for you but you need to be able to go to god you need to be able to spend time in his presence to pray to read his word to find out what he desires of you he's the one you need to go to and you know there's so many people i've said this to so many people there's so many people that i went to school with that i've known that i've seen that have potential to do so many great things but just because of like the lack of encouragement or maybe it wasn't seen as cool or maybe because it's a harder route they didn't opt to go that way and I'm like, wow, they could have done so many great things. And I never, ever wanted to be one of those that could have been. Or like, imagine like years down the line, someone from school would be like, oh man, you used to be so this when we were back in school, man. Oh my goodness. And you're sitting there and it, it, it'll, you, you'll, you'll remember it and it will make you sad. And you'll be like, what? why didn't I keep going? Why didn't I just bite the bullet and keep pushing? Why didn't I just trust God and keep yeah. going? Even when it got hard, why didn't I just keep, you know, you don't, you really don't want to hear that, you know, we're all, mm. we're getting older and things like that. And the decisions that you made when you were younger, they can catch up to you and they will, you know, and um, you, you don't want to be like, I wish I had done this. I wish I had done that. No, I did do it. I was able to do it by God's mm. grace. And 
now I can help someone else so that they too can do it as well. Amen. Amen. No, it's perfect, man. It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. That's that's it, man. Need I say any more? Need I say any more, bro? That's just that's amazing. That's all. I hope you guys have enjoyed that. Um yeah, man, just keep going, keep pushing. Reach out to us for anything as always. We will be we can pray for you, we can talk to you. We want to make these conversations as relatable to real life as possible. You know, this is my life, that's my story, that's how it's going. It's still being written, it's still going, you know. God, Definitely. um, I trust God, you know, he's he's not done with me yet. The, the yeah. plans I have many of the plans I have for you are plans to uh, not to harm me, but to give you a hope in the future, you know, and the work that he started in me, he will finish all the way up into the day of his return. So um it's not it's not yeah. done yet, but um, an opportunity for me to touch on what's happened already, um, give people some context, and I hope you guys can learn, grow, understand it, um, ask questions if you want or whatever, whatever, you know. Amen. Always. Now, that being said, guys, that's me, man. That's that's all from me, JT. That's all from me, Des. I will catch you guys. Thank you. God bless you guys. Thank you so much.